You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. NFL season finale is underway in week 18 with a pair of Saturday games, and that means it's time for the Pick'em Show. Hello everybody, it's Saturday, the Saturday doubleheader is on right now, so we're watching late game Chiefs Broncos as we record this. Uh, we were we were out at a avant-garde theater show in downtown last night, so we didn't get a chance to do this. Uh, but we're doing it now, and we're going to pick all the games aside from the one that we're watching. But by the time you listen to it, that evening game between the Cowboys and the Eagles is probably going to be over. So just keep that in mind. Hold me accountable, but keep that in mind. <laughs> right now, 21-17 Broncos. Five minutes left-ish in the third quarter. Everybody pick the Chiefs. I pick the Chiefs. Chiefs need and don't need to win. Broncos definitely don't need to win. So they're playing just to spite Kansas City here. And that's fine. Spite's a great motivator. So, Mahomes is going to take the field here. And down four, they're still very much in this game. They want to win to get that number two seed. If they lose, opens the door for them to fall to the number three. The Bills, I believe, with the win and a Chiefs loss would jump to that number two spot. As it looks like the Bengals are going to rest all their players at least Joe Burrow, and so they're probably going to concede that game knowing that they're in the playoffs. But beyond that, we'll start, I guess, with uh, Dallas and Philly tonight. That's That's another weird one, because Dallas is currently sitting around the number four, but if they win and the Bucks and the Rams lose... Dallas would hold the three-way tiebreak between those teams, even though they don't have the head-to-head tiebreak against the Bucks. So I don't know how that works. You would think the head-to-head would eliminate them and just leave the Bucks and the Rams, which the Rams would have the head-to-head against the Bucks, so it would be the Rams. But I guess if they all have the same record, it goes to a three-way tiebreak, which I believe is interconference record, or sorry, same conference record. Which Dallas would win. Uh, so that's going on. You got the... We'll get, to, we'll get to that later. Never mind. The Cardinals are still playing for the division, but we'll get to that later. Anyway. So Dallas is going to be without uh, Tony Pollard. They're going to be without several guys in the secondary. Um, it looks like Dak will have all his receivers, though, except for Gallup, who tore his ACL last week, unfortunately. Catching a touchdown, nonetheless. Uh, sad to see that, because he's been injured a lot this season. He was injured to start the season, came back, started to have an impact, then he gets hurt. So, bummer for Dallas, but they're going to be playing at least a reasonable amount of their starters. Uh, they're going to have some of their defensive line playing, but I think... Uh, their top two corners are going to be out, Diggs being one of them, the league leader in interceptions. And I think they're missing another player that they placed on the IR from the secondary. And then you go across the field or across to the other sideline, and Philadelphia is not playing anybody either. Miles Sanders' hand is broken, so he's out, but Boston Scott's out, Jordan Howard's out, uh, Dallas Goddard's out. They have another lineman out, two linemen questionable, and then I believe Fletcher Cox is out, plus a whole bunch of other defensive players for the Eagles are out. 
And that's because the Eagles are locked in at 6-7. So they're either going to be the 6th seed or they're going to be the 7th seed. They're going on the road somewhere that they don't really have that much control over. So they're just going to try and get healthy. I got to take Dallas in that game. Uh, I think they're only favored by 4. So I, ju I just see Dak playing with more of his top weapons. Plus they need to win a little bit better. Uh... Don't know what happened on that play unless he was beyond the line of scrimmage there, but. They brought it back. They did bring it back. So third quarter, 408. Chiefs facing a second and 14 after a penalty. But. Gotta go Dallas in that evening game tonight. And once again, you'll probably be seeing the game before you even listen to this. I just, yeah, Dallas kind of needs it because there's something on the line for them. There's less on the line for Philly. And similar to what I thought would happen in this game, at least, uh, between the Broncos and the Chiefs, is that the the Cowboys are going to try and get out and play from ahead and just hope that that's enough to get to uh, practice mode where both teams are just putting their third stringers out there trying to make it through the end of the game injury-free rather than, uh, you know, fighting tooth and nail, knowing both teams are going to be in. So, I don't know. I like Dallas at minus four in that game. It just, Philadelphia runs the ball so effectively, but they only have one running back. So if Gainwell goes down, they're in trouble. Uh, and that's going to put a lot of extra pressure on Hurts. I imagine we'll probably see Cooper Rush and um, Gardner Minshew at some point in the game just to conserve their starters but nobody wants to go into the playoffs cold so all right what's the first game on deck you mean the third one what's the first game on deck for our segment <laughs> okay the second game on deck for our <laughs> segment Bengals at browns speaking of joe burrow resting uh the ohio's yeah that's gonna be an interesting game because it looks like Cincinnati is not interested in winning. They are either the three, I think they're 10 and six. So if they were to get to 11 and six and the Bills were to get to 11 and six and the Chiefs fall to 11 and six, there would also be a three-way tie there, but I'm guessing the Bills have the tie break or else it doesn't make sense that Cincy would tap out Aside from the fact that Joe Burrow did get hurt uh, late in that game last week, uh, he hurt his knee. He kind of played through it, but it was really late in the game. Looks like uh, Pringle just got hurt on this play over here on the sideline as well. He's limping off. Picked up the first down. No, he didn't. Fourth down. Are they in field goal range? I don't know. The Browns, though, you got... Baker Mayfield basically playing for his future. Nick Chubb coming off a game where he, like, basically didn't touch the ball. You got a Cincinnati team who's very interested in being healthy, uh, more so than getting into the playoffs, because they're in. They clinched already. It's just a matter of what their seeding is going to look like. Um, if they cannot get as high as second, then... They will finish in third or fourth, and if that's the case, I wouldn't be shocked. So it's like, let's take a look. Uh, Burrow out, Mixon out. You got Quentin Spain and Trey Hopkins on the O-line out. Uh, DJ Reader out. Larry Ogunjobi out. Trey Hendrickson out. Jermaine Pratt out. Von Bell out. So they're missing a ton of starters for this game. So they're letting Cleveland have it. Uh, so now it's just on Cleveland to show up and, you know, fight. We're going to see how much they want to play for Kevin Stefanski. We're going to see how much they want to play for Baker Mayfield. We're going to see Baker make a case for his contract extension. But like we said on the show in the past, there's no way Baker Mayfield is a $40 million a year quarterback. Um, I said that sadly he's probably going to end up as a career backup somewhere. Uh, but that's not, you know, ultimately a bad NFL job. It's just uh, it's going to be a weird free agent market and not a not the best draft class for quarterbacks. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But 
the the table is set the browns just have to show up and eat and uh i would just let chubb eat give chubb the ball play some defense go out on a high note uh try to build towards next season don't lose a division game to close out the year against a team that's not trying to win so gotta go browns what's next it's gonna be interesting i mean all these games are going to be interesting because of all of the seeding implications and all of the teams like kind of wanting to rest. Like you to think that Denver would have scored Ooh. 21 points in this game is a little shocking already. Cuz it's not that Kansas City's not in a position to win the game, but they've given up way more defensively than you would like to see them give up at this point. I think Chris Jones is not playing. I don't see him out there, but I haven't watched enough of this game as we've been running around picking up COVID tests just in case because we were potentially exposed so right want... now right now we feel fine yeah so moving on what's the next game well do you want to address the breaking news alert right now first i saw it pop up but i didn't actually look at it my phone is behind the microphone so go ahead read it uh jalen hurts is inactive and Minshew is starting so as I said a few minutes ago, <laughs> we're gonna see Gardner Minshew in this game. Uh, <laughs> way to <laughs> way to put it into existence as usual. Uh, yeah. So there it is. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys probably gonna win. We may see Cooper Rush. Like I imagine Dallas is gonna try to get up fourteen zip in this game and then pull most of their starters. Because if I were them, that's what I would do. Like yeah. let's make sure our offense is in rhythm and looks good. Let's make sure our defense, like whoever's out there, can still rush, rush the passer and uh, like get some stops. And then as long as everything is clicking and we're in control of the game, like we'll we'll ease our foot off the pedal and we'll just try and win it. Uh, but yeah, Minshew's going to be out there with probably a bunch of backups at some point. But yeah, there you go. There you go. Good call. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Packers at Lions. This is a game where Aaron Rodgers has said that he's going to play. Whether or not this is true remains to be seen. Uh, there's little reason for him to play. They are clinched. They have the best record. But the reason that he would play, um, at least the reason that I would want him to play if I were his coach or why I would want to play if I were him, is that if, the, if he doesn't play this week, it'll be three, almost three full calendar weeks between him taking meaningful NFL snaps. So that's not good considering the kind of matchups that they would be facing. And I think he knows that. So he wants to make sure that they close out the season strong and feeling good. Because otherwise, you know, it'll be since last Sunday. Mm. That uh, what is tomorrow the ninth? So it'll be it would be the second. Uh, he he wouldn't play on the ninth. They would have the bye week the following week on the sixteenth, and then on the twenty third. So it'd be twenty one days between him playing at full NFL speed. And so be, playing at home or not, like you're gonna be out of rhythm, and the other team that's gonna be coming into your building is going to be. Uh, coming off of an important win, that ball should have been intercepted by Mahomes. He's thrown a lot of those stupid balls. He, he thinks he's invincible. He's like, I'm going to sprint towards the right sideline and then throw this ball back to the middle of the field. He's got great arm talent, but this is the kind of decision-making that saw them three and four to start the season. It's like, yeah, there's nowhere to go with this ball. Just throw it away. Ooh, that's so dangerous. I don't even know if that ball did get tipped. It was very close, but it fell incomplete. Back to Aaron Rodgers. Side Rogers. note. <laughs> Back to Aaron Rodgers. Hey, this game is on. It's going to be included in the show. All right. That's uh, fine. <laughs> oh, that ball's tipped too. Um, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would want to at least get a couple series in and look good doing it. Right? That way at least... Some of the things you practiced over the week, some of the things you want to implement, uh, maybe come to fruition. But the game is meaningless other than that. 
I mean, he could start, and if they get up a lot, like Dallas, like we talked about with Dallas, just pull him out. So at least he's still playing a little bit, but not the whole game. Yeah, but uh, Detroit already like played them pretty tough earlier in the season, at least for the first half, in Green Bay. So now they're on the road in Detroit. Um, the Lions have been playing better lately. They're going to want to at least like put up a, a reasonably good showing in their final game of the season because it's more important to them than it is to the Packers. So I could definitely see the Lions finding a way to win this game. Because they're, they're definitely going to want it more. I know the Packers just uh, activated, I think it's Jair Alexander, off of IR. So they're prepared the packers have to be preparing long term as well cuz it's not worth it to like let Aaron Rodgers get hurt in this game. So if the Lions are playing like it's important to them, like it's probably in the best interest to just let Rodgers go out there, throw a touchdown, and get him out of there after the first quarter. Uh the win doesn't mean anything, but I don't know. I don't know that I'm bold enough to pick the Lions while I have a one game lead in the pick 'em. It, it, I'll consider it, but that's a scary game to pick. Because the Lions are definitely going to want it. It's just a matter of uh, how badly do they want it. Because Green Bay doesn't need it. Green Bay doesn't necessarily even want it, but Rodgers has said he's going to play. And uh, I don't know how much uh, that's going to, or how well that's going to sit with his coach. So I'm going to have to check back in on that game before I officially pick it for the league. But I would not be surprised to see the Lions win that game. But why is Rodgers making it a point to make sure people know he's going to play or that he's planning on it? Um, is there a reason for that? I don't know. Maybe he knows some people that put money on uh, the Packers. He doesn't want to let them down. or like, you know, Like I said earlier, I think he just... Uh, he knows the value of that 21 days off that he could potentially be facing. Cause it's one thing to take like uh, a Sunday off. Cause you have a bye week during the season anyway. So it's one thing to get that extra week of rest and practice, but you know, to go, you know, 21, 22 days in between games, that's a long time. I know that when we go and play basketball and I haven't played in a while, I don't play well right out of the gate. I actually did play pretty well this last time we played, but I had been practicing a lot, so uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I wouldn't want to wait three weeks in between important games, regardless of being the number one seed, but they always fight to be the number one seed so they can have foam field, so they got what they want. Foam What's field? Next? Huh? Foam field? Foam field advantage. <laughs> All right, moving on. Bears at Vikings. Ooh, could be Mike Zimmer's last game coaching for the Vikings. Could be uh, Matt Nagy's last game coaching for the Bears, too. I've heard rumors that he they already let him know that they're going to get rid of him. Uh, I think the Vikings probably want to win for Zimmer more than vice versa. I don't know if Nagy's had a winning season yet in Chicago. Hmm. I'm probably going to side with the Vikings here, depending on personnel if they come out if the vikings try to win like just because i think they're the better team they've uh, they're definitely like the more talented team in certain positions uh and it looks like everybody's ready to go other than kendricks will be out on defense so they're missing like their best player on defense um and Thielen's still out but his cousin's back in now after COVID. he is yeah but he, uh, yeah, he should be good to go. Um, and do I think the Bears are going to really fight in this one? This is one of those games that doesn't have any meaning. For either team? I mean? think there's only two. Yeah, this week, uh, this is one of the games that has no impact on, uh, on anything at this point. Uh, so Fields is out, so it'll be Andy Dalton. Keem Hicks is still out. Uh, yeah, they're pretty beat up. They're not. They're not terrible, but it's gonna be Andy Dalton against Cousins. It's in Minnesota. I'll take Justin Jefferson in that matchup and Kirk Cousins. Vikings, yeah. And Cook is he in? Vikings are favored by five and a half. 
that seems kind of robust. I would probably take uh, the Bears to cover. Still a division game. The Bears still have good defensive schemes in place, and uh, they're they're definitely thin on defense, but they're they're well coached defensively. So I could see the Bears keeping that within five and a half. All right, what's next? Ooh, nice catch by Sutton. Good to see him back after the knee injury. Is cooking. Dalvin is playing. All right, moving on. Football at Gi- Giants. Football. Football at Giants. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Washington that's Washington. Football <laughs> at Giants. Washington football, whose name is about to change. The Commanders. Uh, we'll just call them the Commanders for now. Uh, they. Probably should win that game. Um, the Giants have just been in such horrible disarray for the last like two months of the season. Like it looks like they started to right the ship there for a second, but they're still so injured. Like Curtis Samuel's out again. Montez, oh, no wait, this is a uh, sorry Washington. They'll be without Curtis Samuel, Montez Sweat, and William Jackson. And on the Giants side of the field. Glennon's out too for this one, so it's Jake Fromm time. Daniel Jones still on IR. John Ross is out. Kadarius Tony's out. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be a weird game. You still got Saquon. You still got Galladay. Uh, still got Slayton. Still got Ingram. Most of the O line's healthy. Most of the defense is healthy. I think the Giants said that they're gonna keep Joe Judge, so. It's not like they're playing for their uh, coach's life here. I don't think, you know, I don't think that's the case with Ron Rivera either. So, I don't know, kind of a coin tossy type of game. I don't like the Giants being seven point underdogs here. I mean, Jake Fromm is not like a, a starting level quarterback in this league, but seven's a lot. Seven points is a lot in a game that really doesn't mean anything. This is one of those other games that doesn't mean anything. Uh, all right, so my gut says Washington wins. Giants cover in a close division game to close out the season. But from a quarterback is a little bit scary there. So I can see why it's maybe a seven-point spread. What's next? Uh, Colts at Jags. That is the one that is going to determine some playoff seating in the AFC. So the Colts are hanging on at 9-7, and seven, and they need this game. But if I'm not mistaken, they've lost the last five or six in a row in Jacksonville. They lost last season in Jacksonville before the Jags went on a 15-game losing streak. So they're just fortunate that the Jags are not good. And that they've been in disarray as well. So I think with all things considered, the Colts seeing what's in front of them, you know, they're minus 1,100 and 15-point favorites in that game. Also a really big spread. But the Colts should win that game. If they lose and they fall to 9-8, and eight, that opens the door for all kinds of different uh, scenarios to unfold. I think they're currently the five in the AFC. I had this open the other day and then I closed it foolishly. Nope, here it is. I'll just cheat right now. They're currently the number six team. Patriots are five. So say the Colts lose and they fall to nine and eight and the Steelers get to nine, seven and one, that would give the Steelers the better record. And then the winner of the Chargers and the Raiders would also have a better record than the Colts, and that would put the Steelers and the winner of that game into the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. There's so many scenarios at play, but I think that's right. Uh, so the Colts, they know what they need to do. They're playing a 2-14 and 14 team. If they don't beat Jacksonville, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So, you know, it's as easy as that. What's next? Uh, Steelers at Ravens. Speaking of the Steelers, they are underdogs on the road at the Ravens in 
one of the best rivalries in football that doesn't quite have the pop this year that it's had in the past. But I didn't get that. Did you try again? What are you doing, Siri? Why is she here? Why is my Siri a man? These are questions that need answering, but not right now. <laughs> anyway, it's a great rivalry that uh, unfortunately just didn't quite have the uh, impact on the rest of the league that it uh, typically has. But these teams played a, a 20 to 19 game that the Steelers won when the Ravens failed a two point conversion earlier in the game. So you know it's going to be close. Uh, the Ravens are mathematically eliminated. So there's... Oh no, they're still in there. There's still technically a way for them to get in. They're 8-7-1. and one. They're technically on the bubble, sitting in 11th. So if they were to win and get to 9-7-1... and one, as No, sorry. They're 8-8. Eight and eight, So they could get to 9-8 and eight and somehow hold a tiebreaker. So I see why the Ravens are now favored in this game. Tyler Huntley will play... Uh, ooh, this is just got a lot more interesting. Huntley against Ben. Oh no! In his final. Gordon just got plopped in the backfield and fumbled, and oh, is that Ingram? I don't know. Fifty-four Chiefs. He's about to trip on his own feet, returning this touchdown. Wow! Broncos were about to score this touchdown to put the game out of reach. Yep. Oh my God! Indeed, lady. Welcome to being a Broncos fan. You're about to beat the Chiefs on the final game of the season. You turn around and hand the ball to Melvin Gordon. He gets popped in the backfield, and he fumbles, and it's picked up and returned for a touchdown. <laughs> Clean hit, yeah. Oh, major fumbles. And then Drew Locke's not selling. And they had him. And Drew Locke's not selling out to make that tackle. Ooh, that was Ingram, I think, that had the, the hit that forced the fumble. Wow. Yeah, this is why we picked the Chiefs. <laughs> okay, so Raven Steelers is going to be fun. Tyler Huntley's going to get the start. Lamar is still out. Can he deal with JJ Watt and Cameron Hayward and potentially uh, a Steelers defense that is now making a run at this one last chance for Ben Roethlisberger? It looks like everybody's going to play except for James Washington, uh, Wormley. Is in, Hayward's in, Watson, Bush is in, Joe Hayden is gonna play. Uh, I think I gotta side with the Steelers on this. I don't see the, how the Ravens are favored. Um, Maybe because they're at home? They are oh, at home. Mahomes touchdown. Mahomes touchdown. You heard it here first and last. 28 21, and just like that. <laughs> Did they mark? Oh no, they went for two. It's a two point conversion. Yeah. Mahomes two-point conversion. It's good. 28-21. So there's still no Lamar. Uh, Patrick Ricard is out. Anthony Everett is out. They're not horribly decimated. And the fact that they could get into the playoffs here... Oh, man. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. This is a tough one to pick. I think I'm still going to side with the Steelers for now. What else? What's next? Titans at Texans. Well, Titans have the number one seed up for grabs right in their face. They're playing the Texans. Uh, there's, there's no reason that they should mess around and lose this game considering what's at stake. Uh... They did lose to the Texans 22-13 eh, not that long ago, a couple months ago. Uh, Derrick Henry is working his way back from the foot injury. Uh, feels like he hasn't played half of the season. He's still got 937 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. So uh, He'll be back for the playoffs. As long as the Titans win, they're the number one seed. If they lose and the Chiefs win this game, now that it looks like that's what's going to happen, Chiefs are number one. So, go out there and beat a bad Houston team on the final week of the season. Just take care of business and move on. I think they're they're ten and a half point favorites in that game too. So, you know, they should win. They should be able to do just enough to win. 
What's next? Saints at Falcons. Saints are still alive at 8-8. Eight and eight. Falcons, uh, they lost it last week in Buffalo. So, although they've had a fairly good season up until this point, they fell just a little bit short. The Saints can sneak their way in. If they win and the 49ers lose, Saints are in. So the Saints have something to play for. The Falcons don't. But how spiteful are this? is this Falcons team right here? They're still really young. They beat the Saints earlier in the season, so they do have that going for them. And that was a game where the Saints kind of like battled their way back and then eventually lost it on that weird Cordero Patterson uh, swing play that came late in the game. It's like the one guy you got to watch. They didn't watch. Uh, and they still, they still have most of their team. They're going to look to potentially win that game. I mean... Mutually assured destruction, that's the only thing you can really do, right? You're out of the playoffs. Let's take down a division rival and make sure they don't make it. Could be interesting. Uh, it's a, a game to keep an eye on, though. Just because uh, the bitterness of a division game. Similar to how the Broncos are hanging tough in this one. It's like they just don't want to let the Chiefs have the number two seed. So here we are. And the Saints are, you know, they're still without Toronto Armstead, but mostly healthy as well. I just think with a winnable game in front of you, knowing that you probably should have beat the Falcons last time, it's going to be an interesting moment for the Taysom Hill era. Ooh, Tim Patrick, nice catch. Damn, he's still going. Um, I'll take the Saints. But it is in Atlanta. Either way, they're in a dome. They know each other well. I'll take the Saints. What's next? Jets at Bills. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets at the Bills. I think the Bills are ginormous favorites in that game. Minus 1,400. 16-point spread. Bills. 16-point spread? Yeah. That's a lot of points. I mean, the Bills can get as high as the two seed with the Chiefs loss. So they definitely want to win. If they don't win, they don't even... If they lose and the Patriots win, the Patriots win the division. So the Bills have to win this game. Uh, so the Bills are going to beat the Jets. Uh, 16 is still a lot. But I just don't think the Jets are particularly good. They've, they've had some interesting wins. But I'm pretty sure the Bills spanked them up pretty good last time they played. Uh, Bills need it, and they need to be hot going into the postseason. So I'll take the Bills. Uh, Jets to cover, though. What's next? 49ers at Rams. Oh, that's. I think that's going to be the game of the week because the Rams are looking to secure the number two seed. They have the tiebreak currently against Tampa. So if they both win, they'll hold on to the number two seed. If they lose, they could potentially lose the seed to Dallas. But uh, I don't think those two teams have played each other this year. So I would have to see some of the tiebreaker scenarios. The 49ers, on the other hand have to win to get in because they can't I, I wouldn't uh, try and bank on the Saints losing in order to get in if I'm the 49ers you know we'll just see the Saints they're both afternoon games so they can't even they can't even take a peek beforehand to see what's up to see if they need to win or not so that's a scary situation to be in the Niners do play the Rams particularly well uh, they beat them up really bad when they played earlier in the season, I think. They beat them like 30-10 to 10 or something. Uh, Jimmy G still questionable. So can Trey Lance deal with a pretty good Rams defense that wants to win? Um, are they going to be able to establish 
the run the way they want to? Uh, sorry, is San Francisco going to be able to establish the run the way they want to against this Rams team? Uh, are the Rams going to look to maybe start pulling some guys and resting them uh, with some certain uh, with, with a lead maybe in the second half? But it looks like all their guys are good to go. They're going to try and win. Oh, you know, I know so many people that are Niners fans. I don't want to. I don't want to pick against them. You know, from my heart, but excuse me, with the Rams needing to win, I got to think that the Rams do win. But if the Niners make the cost too high, like the Niners are going to scrap and fight and make that game dirty and physical. And there's a certain point where it's like, you know, if the Rams are in the playoffs. Does it benefit them to be in that kind of dogfight? And the answer is probably no, because they're going to play the following week regardless. So they don't even get the week off, win or lose. Um, so there's a road for the Niners to win that game. I may end up picking the Niners, but I think that's going to be one of the games that decides the Pick'em League this week. So I will reserve judgment until I have to put it on paper. Interesting. You think that's going to be one of the deciding factors, that game? Yeah, because I think, you know... Like, for all the reasons I just said, the there's incentive in that game for both teams to want to win. And the Niners play them tough, and the Niners have beaten them already. And the Niners need it worse than they do. But the Rams still need it. So, so it's going to be one of the more competitive games, and I don't think everybody will pick one team or the other. I think most people will probably pick the Rams because they're the favorite. They're at home. But... You know, crises precipitates change. Something like that. <clears throat> Could have that all wrong, but... All right, what's the next game? Uh, Patriots at Dolphins. Patriots, Dolphins. Well, I hope the Dolphins beat the Patriots, but it wouldn't eliminate the Patriots from the playoffs anymore. So... I still got to go Patriots. I think their defensive schemes probably a little bit too much for Tua. And like we saw last week with the Titans, I just think a power football team is designed to give the Dolphins trouble because of how their roster is built. And the Titans just crammed the ball down their throat the whole game, and the Dolphins never had an answer. They got crushed as they were eliminated from the playoffs with that loss last season. <clears throat> and I think they've done enough for Brian Flores to get him to keep his job. You know, they won those seven games in a row, whatever. So, I gotta go with the Patriots. I don't want to, but they're still up. They could still win the Division Two if the Bills lose, so the Patriots are probably gonna win that game. What's next? Seahawks at Cardinals. Oh, the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Bobby is out. B-Wags not playing in this one. Uh, I don't know. The Seahawks, all they can do is stop Arizona from winning the division. But, you know, how big of a motivator is that? You're missing Ryan Neal, John Reed, Bobby Wagner, Al Woods, and Carlos Dunlap is also questionable. It's crazy to see that Dunlap is not... I wonder if he lost his starting job because he's not even listed uh, as the first stringer. Brandon Shell, the right tackles on IR. Gabe Jackson is questionable. Kyle Fuller is out uh, at the depth position for O-line. The Cardinals can still win the division with a W in this game. I, I mean, I would like Seattle to win, but I mean, if they're in Arizona, it seems slightly unlikely. They'll probably play hard, but... You know, there's there's nothing on the line for them. And it's been a long time since Seattle's played with, like, nothing on the line at the end of the season. Ooh. Edmonds is out. Connor's questionable. All right. Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward time. Seattle can win this game. This might be one where I take a flyer on Seattle. Just to twist the knife on the Cardinals a little bit. Uh, I think the Cardinals... Got him in a close one. 
when Russ was injured. Yeah, it was Russ's second game back. So I know they want to look better. I know Seattle and Russell Wilson and, you know, the whole team wants to go out on a high note. And 7-10 and 10 would be reasonably good accomplishment considering they were 3-8 and eight at one point. You know, they finish the season 4-2, and two, carry some momentum and some idea of who they want to be into next season. But man, Bobby Wagner not playing is ginormous. Uh, so I have to go with the Cardinals against my against my heart. It hurts, but it is what it is. Oh, you see, Zeke is warming up on the sidelines. He's gonna play, and it's gonna be mustache mania for the Eagles in the nightcap. What's next? <laughs> uh, Panthers at Bucks. Well, the Bucks just beat the crap out of them a couple weeks ago, but now Antonio Brown's not on the team anymore, so... Oop, looks like Hardman, uh... He figured it out. That same play that we saw earlier, where he, uh... Just got tripped up a little bit, just cracked that one for, like, 50. He's fast. Anyway, I think the Panthers don't have much of a chance. I'm surprised that they're only plus 300. So, considering they lost by, like, 15-ish last time they played, something must be up with the Bucks. I mean, oh, Ronald Jones is out again? Alright, so they're, they're really thin. Maybe they're just resting him. JPP's out. It should be enough. Brady knows what to do at this time of the season. Keyshawn Vaughn has played fairly well. We'll probably see a little bit more of Le'Veon Bell here. Uh, and it's going to be on Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller to come up with some plays. Gronk and the tight end crew. Man, they have some good tight ends over there. Gronk, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard, and Darren Fells. Like, all those guys are good. Just do four tight end sets and run the ball and use some play action. <laughs> uh, Sherman's doubtful, too. But Carlton Davis is healthy, so you, they got their top two corners back in... Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. They have both of their safeties. Uh, they got Devin White there. Levante David's on IR though. Uh, I still go Bucks. Buckety Bucks. What's next? Last one. Oh, this is the last one. Chargers Raiders. I can't even tell if this was a fast or slow show. It feels slow. All right, it's slow. Well, that's because we're watching football too. I know. There's a lot of multitasking going on. 24 Chiefs with 345 left. They have the ball. Second and six. That play by Hartman got them into field goal range. If they score a touchdown here, the game is over. If they don't, they'll open the door slightly for the Broncos to come back and try some madness. So, Raiders, Chargers, in Vegas, right? Yes, in Vegas. In Vegas, uh... There is the scenario where if the Colts lose in the morning, the Chargers and the Raiders could both get into the playoffs with a tie. So there's this thing floating around that is there going to be like a non-aggression pact where these teams just agree to go out there and play to a tie and both get into the playoffs should the Colts lose. If the Colts don't lose, the winner of that game gets in. If the Colts lose and that game has a winner, then the door is open for the Steelers and potentially the Ravens, I guess. So lots of scenarios at stake in that final game. Let's take a quick collective peek at the uh, death chart here looks like the chargers are mostly good to go everybody is uh i don't see any q's i don't see any o's scratch right. that drew Tra tranquil is questionable but that's about it and for the raiders do they get waller back is the question he's questionable all right so he might play josh jacobs also questionable Jonathan Hankins questionable and Casey Hayward Jr. all questionable. So you would think the edge goes to the Chargers just in terms of personnel. Uh, the Raiders definitely want some get back. They kind of had their 3-0 start 
stunted when they went to LA in week four and lost by two touchdowns. So you know they definitely want to get some payback. It's been a weird season for the Raiders. So it would actually be nice for the Raiders to win that game and to get in. Just as a football fan, I think football is better when the Raiders are good. Uh, they're, so, they're such a storied franchise. They've just, they've been, they've had such a collective headache this season. Um, but looking at what I'm looking at, the Chargers are probably the better team, but the Chargers defense has been so bad that I don't know that they're going to step up on the road when they need to. Like, they have a couple of good pleases. Like, Derwin James is great. Joey Bose is great. Uh, and then what? They still give up 30 points a game. So, they're going to have to figure out a way. And if Darren Waller plays, that definitely gives the Raiders an extra threat level. It could change things drastically. If he doesn't play, then, you know, it's going to be tough to tell if the Raiders are going to have enough firepower. But I would say the Raiders probably had the better defense. Um, and it's a play-in game, so... It's win or go home. Unfortunately, I probably have to side with the Chargers, at least for the time being. But they are three-point favorites against the Raiders. If I get some clarification on Darren Waller, then I would be more inclined to make a decided pick. But with him still questionable, I don't know. And he hasn't played in a while, I don't think, either. So even if he is healthy, you know, what happens? Does, does he get enough snaps? But it's like your season's on the line. He's going to try and play, obviously. So, I guess for the time being, ugh, Chargers. Uh, Derek Carson for 4,600 yards this season, but only 21 touchdowns? That's a lot of yardage to not be putting up points. That's interesting. So, yeah. 21 touchdowns, 14 picks. 4,600 yards. That's crazy. And completion percentage is 70, so... And their top rushing score only has 8 touchdowns. They only have 13 rushing touchdowns on the season. So despite them moving the ball fairly well, they don't really convert touchdowns. Which... You don't want that against uh, Herbert, who's got like 30 by himself. I think he's got more by himself than the Raiders do as a team. That's a sad statistic. Yeah. I mean, that kind of is the story of the game. You got one guy on one team who could potentially have as many, if not more, touchdowns. Yeah. Herbert's got 35 touchdowns, which is more than the 34 that the Raiders team has on offense. So, and they have 11, or sorry, they have 17 rushing touchdowns. So, the Chargers score a lot more. They also give up a lot more. This is why I'm siding with the Chargers, though. Because be, if it becomes a track meet, they just have the weaponry to keep sprinting for longer. But I like the Raiders, for the most part. Uh, I would like to see them win, just to kind of pour some salt in the wounds of the Chargers. And I actually like the Chargers. I don't know what happened. It's that game against the Chiefs where they just they played recklessly with the division lead on the line, and then they lose to Houston the week after that. I was just like, you know what? If that's how you're going to treat potentially like getting off the schneid as a, in the division and like making the playoffs and turning your stuff around, uh, you probably don't deserve to be in the playoffs if that's the way you're going to go about it. But they still got a shot, and they probably should win and get in. But they get to go play in the Death Star. So, all right. Any closing thoughts? Our fantasy season is over. Many people are playing that weird Week 18 Championship Week for the first time. We still have our Pick'em League that we're in. Is that why Yahoo keeps telling me that so many teams have dropped certain players because some are still playing? Uh, I think it's just because the league is not technically inactive until the whole shebang is over. Mm. Um... So let's see the standings here. Currently, in the Pick'em League, I'm 167 and 88. I am one game up on second place. I am, wow, I got four games up on third place. So it looks like it's probably a, a two-dog race at this point. Uh, and you're sitting at 156 and 99, which is not bad at all. 61% win percentage. I'm can, sorry. 
You're 152 and 103. I read the wrong one. 60% win percentage. Considering that there were multiple weeks where I didn't pick any games. Yeah, you missed like maybe <laughs> three games this season. But you're 11 games above the last place team. Oh. So that's a big gap between you and last. And you're still within striking distance of the top four. You're five games back of Brian at 157 in fourth place, so... You can still, you can still get some. Uh, we definitely had worse seasons than we did last year, but I would say most people did too. Uh, you're still in the black, though. You still did what? You still did well. Thank Six, you. Sixty percent is pretty good. Considering with COVID, especially again. Yeah, this week is going to be weird, though. Because of all the different scenarios and the teams that are resting and the teams that don't care. Chiefs have found their way into victory formation here. So they're just going to take a knee. So everybody's going to get that first game right. Because of our weird COVID panic, I did not get in the tiebreak points on this game. Which could bite me for the weekly. Season tiebreakers, I still need to research a little bit better. But I messed up big time because all the deadlines were coming down to this 1 o'clock start while I was scrambling to get some COVID tests. But to everybody out there who's listening, I hope you don't have COVID. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. Enjoy Week 18 in all its bizarre glory. If your team missed the playoffs this year, I know it's rough. The Bills missed the playoffs for 17 years straight. I know what it feels like. <laughs> and I feel spoiled to have a team that's in the playoffs for out of the last five seasons. And I know how big of a deal it is for certain franchises to just be in that conversation. Um, so to everybody out there who has a team that struggled this year, that had potential, that had hopes... What do they say? There's always next season. <laughs> so until next time, we'll be back with a playoff pick'em show. We're going to figure something out. But I'm not going to leave you just yet. Playoffs, something, something. Take care, everybody. And? Say it, babe. <laughs> Happy football Saturday and Sunday. And there it is. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills.